Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 117 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Marico. Jacob, we have to get into it right away today because I have some serious questions about what is going on in the state of the world. Okay, well, I think a lot of us have that question. But this, this one hasn't been addressed enough for me, and it is... What is going on with all of the fireworks? Oh my God, it's obnoxious at this point, isn't it? Like, like it's, it is every single night, and it's been for at least two solid months. At least it's been just nonstop, just people putting off fireworks and flashing them all over the place. I don't know what is going on there. I I'm at like a breaking point. So I saw this seems to be all over the place. Like it is not just Buffalo. So New York City has in the first half of June, they've had 1,737 firework complaints, which is 80 times the normal yeah, I mean, amount. <laughs> they, they just made those firecrackers legal in New York and man, they are going to make them illegal so fast it's going to make your head I know you guys it's like you spoiled it you took advantage of mom and dad and now New York City has their own they have a fireworks task force I read that Rochester and Syracuse are creating something like that Buffalo's probably going in on it too they're going to get some people else I mean I feel bad people with dogs people that have PTSD with that like we've all accepted that it's like four days before the fourth right and then four days after and occasionally we might sneak a uh a little bit for Memorial Day or Labor Day in there for you. Well, you. Pop a couple. Yeah, we'll let you go for that. But like... Even though you probably shouldn't be shooting off fireworks on Memorial Day. Like, so. what is happening? So, I think it was Monday morning. I woke up at 6.30 to Six, fireworks, Jacob. At 6.30 in the morning? Yes. Yes. Like, dude, it's not even dark out and it's morning time. So it's like weird. A, it's a it's really waste. weird. I read that fireworks sales right now are the highest in the history of fireworks. It's 115% higher than last year. You know, with everything else going on, <laughs> that, that makes sense that this kind of obnoxious garbage would be popular at this particular moment. My in time. neighbor was telling me yesterday she has these two little pugs, and the one is like, you know, the fireworks make him crazy, and he barks and barks and barks. And she's like, I'm going crazy. He barked so much for real that he damaged his throat and oh. had trouble breathing and had to go to the vet. See, that's, that's insane. Not good. No. Poor pup. <laughs> yeah. I guess. He's just trying to keep the house safe, and his guard duty never ends. I guess this is a good reason that I can be happy that Packer is completely apathetic to most things in yeah. the world. She just hears the fireworks, puts her heads up for a second, gets mildly annoyed. Yeah, and, and then goes back. Goes right back to sleep. <laughs> but, yeah, it is. It's definitely It's getting on my nerves, so I just had to put that out there. Everyone, if you feel like you're suffering this alone, you're not. It no. seems to be a countrywide thing. Don't, don't worry, everybody. We will get through this national nightmare at some point. So. Yes. Um, you know what is making me feel good though? I mm. notice uh, that you're back to wearing glasses, and uh, I gotta tell you, you know, I'm a fan of the glasses no. look. So first if off, we're doing this for my behalf. I agree. What is this squeaking? Oh, I heard that squeaking. I think it's just your mic. Yeah, well, whatever. Okay, well, so anyway, we'll just anticipate that. So, <laughs> so yeah, what's up with the glasses? I'm a, I'm a fan of this this early in the morning. So after the fireworks woke me up, that was a real. It really set the tone for my Monday. Okay. So, and most of this is actually my cat's fault. So I have this plastic cup that I 
keep by the bed at night for water because it has a lid and one of those like really thick hard plastic straws in it because if I don't as you know the cats will just stick their paws in any glass of water that exists oh absolutely anywhere so I have to have something with a lid so it's coming downstairs with my little sippy cup to deposit it in the sink as normal and as I'm about to step in the kitchen Andrew the hero that he is he like grabbed me and yelled because I was about to step in cat puke because this is the life of a cat owner sure um so he tried to save me but it it like made me jerk my arm so hard that I rammed that straw directly into my eyeball and scratched my cornea. That's pretty great. I got to admit. Um, <laughs> I have like straw PTSD, so I used my sippy cup last night, and I had to get rid of the straw. Yeah, so I just un- I just undo the lid to use it because I'm like totally like I keep picturing me ramming that straw violently into my eyeball. It was awful. Plus, I was holding another glass in my hand, which I dropped, which then shattered over the kitchen. And then the cats are trying to get in the kitchen. And Andrew has no idea. I'm like on the floor. And he's like, I don't even know what's happening because he was behind me. It was very, it was a really dramatic morning. And then I had to go to urgent care. And now I have little medicine oh, to man. drip in my eyeball that's pretty great you know i guess this points out next time there's cat puke andrews is gonna let you walk through it it's like i mean i let him walk through it and it's hilarious yeah. every time he does <laughs> Just so. pick, pick your battles man. yeah I, at least i know what i get to get you for uh for christmas this year i'm just get you one of those little like sippy cups so that way you don't have to worry about straws anymore it's true but then the, the liquid comes out so slowly well, yeah, but it's better. I'm than a princess. Ha- it's better than having to go to urgent care until. Oh yeah, I'm literally. I'm literally. I'm literally never using a straw again. Um, my mom <laughs> always, her and my stepdad are obsessed with straws, so they always get like tons of them from fast food places or whatnot. So what? the one time I was like, "Mom, it's so wasteful." So I bought her some like metal reusable straws, which she hates. And then she's very happy to point out, like, if it had been one of those, you probably would have pierced your brain. Oh, and I'm like, that's yeah. actually accurate. She's, that's true, actually. That would have been kind of scary. <laughs> that would have been bad. But that's why I'm wearing my glasses. But I was telling my friend this story, and she had the great idea of, like, oh, you should do a podcast about some of the unluckiest characters in movies. And boom, here we are today. We did it. We're here. I was kind of wondering why you decided to pick this topic. but we found the, the, the silver lining in my... <laughs> In my week. Also, I just like to imagine like uh, a little visual in my head, all Looney Tunes out. Exactly how that happened. No, it was really horrible. I was crying. Only, and I was real sad. And I was ever, like about to go to work. I was like walking to get my shoes on. It I've was, only like seen your house from the porch, so it's kind of fun to try no, to were imagine. You in once for a party. With, and that was your it was your old house. That wasn't the current. Oh, one. was it? So it's kind oh. of fun to think like, what is around <laughs> that? Is that the puke corner? Uh, yeah, that's, oh, that makes like me feel, that that makes me feel better this early. I'm sorry to laugh, but it makes me feel better this early. All right. So I'm sure Usually everyone... I'm the one doing stupid <laughs> stuff. Yes. Hey, go gentle on me, okay? I'm injured. You can only make fun of someone if they come out of it okay. Like, you are okay. My poor eyeball. I just want <laughs> I I just want to wear sunglasses again. I really give props to everyone who has to wear glasses all the time. A, I don't know how you don't wear sunglasses and B, the fogging up with the mask is mm. some next level torture. I yeah, you got me there. That's pretty bad. I don't that's no good. That's no bueno. Um, okay, so I was thinking of some of the characters. I had a lot that popped up. There are a lot of characters that are having some really bad days uh, yeah. um, in film, but kind of limited it down to some of the, the worst ones. So 
I'm going to start it off. I think this one goes without saying, although he might be a hero in people's eyes, what an unlucky dude would be John McClane from Die Hard. I mean, this guy's a definition of having a couple bad days. I mean, not only does his wife just keep leaving him repeatedly, but he appears to be a magnet for terrorist mayhem. Yes. Particularly at Christmas. And the Grubers hate him. Like he's got a whole family that's just intent on taking him out. And he's got to he's got to walk on glass. I mean, he really can't it can't make it happen. I mean, he had to fight a helicopter with a car. This well, is an that, actual thing he had to do. That Die Hard so. is really stupid. But in Die Hard 2, even he was like, I can't believe how this can happen to the same guy twice. I mean, like, he's how not is wrong. that possible? It, it doesn't make any sense that it would. But You start to think like John McClane, I think you're the problem. It, it does seem that way. And it's even going to his kids now. Because when they, if you saw that newest Die Hard movie, now his son is just all st- in the, stuck in the middle of all this stuff. So the question is, does it all come good in the end and i will say this entire episode for me is full of spoilers i'm putting that right out there they're old movies yeah i mean but they're full of spoilers so for him i'd say that the terrorists they're always brushed aside so he gets to fight those um classy european terrorists yeah so it all works out for him in the end except by die hard 4 when his wife is definitely packed up for good or die hard or die hard 5 when it just has to be in a terrible movie so that's a die hard 5 oh yeah i don't think i know that it's awful (laughs) don't even bother don't even look into it you're gonna get depressed just i'm i'm definitely not gonna do that so who's unlucky to you all right so i am gonna go um with Major William Cage, does that name sound familiar Major to you? Major William Cage, no. That would be Tom Cruise's character in the movie Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, depending right. on which one. You want to talk about having a bad day. Bad day. So basically, the world's getting invaded by aliens, as it does every couple of years. And uh, Major Major is there. He's on the part of the front lines that's going to go and do an offensive against the aliens. While he's in the battle that he didn't even want to be in in the first place, he ends up dying, and after dying, he wakes up at the beginning of the day. Turns out that thanks to some alien shenanigans, he basically repeats the same day over and over again every single time that he dies. It's Groundhog sci-fi movie. Yes. Groundhog Day sci-fi. <laughs> and he basically has to go into battle against unstoppable aliens and die in horrific ways until he figures out a way to stop them or to break the cycle. And... Aside from being a pretty cool premise and actually a pretty good manga, I was watching Edge of Tomorrow again the other day, and it totally still holds up. That is a fun, fun movie. Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> and I guess Emily Blunt also gets to be gets a little bit of that uh, torture going on because she also gets to repeat these days over and over again. <laughs> and It's basically all the different kind of ways you get to be ripped apart by aliens with squid arms. So Totally. <laughs> but if you're looking for one heck of a good... Works uh, out in the end. And also pay attention to director Doug Lyman. There's a good chance he might get mentioned later on because this dude seems to love doing movies over the course of one day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, check out Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know whether it's under Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Watch it before the sequel comes out, which is going to be good, and pick up the manga. Oh, there's a sequel too? Oh, yeah. They You're fin- just full of information. They finally greenlit it, and I am actually looking forward to it because, like I said, this movie's awesome. So, yeah, it's a great movie. So much But really, cool it really reminds me of Phil from uh, Groundhog Day. Also, that guy had a bad, like, 60 years. I think. Did you ever 200 hear? 200 years, however long they figured out he was actually repeating the same day. Bill Murray said he thought it was about 10,000 years. That's what he did when he was doing the movie. 10,000? Oh, yeah. He was like, that's why he starts trying to like kill himself and stops caring and knows everything. He's like, he was just stuck in there. 
Oh, I perpetuity. wouldn't have thought it was that long. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray. It's not like he knew everything. Out. He just knew how to play piano. He should know a lot more stuff. No, than... he, he knew everything about that town. He knew every single thing that was happening. I guess. Um, okay, so my next one is a character, Bernie Lutz, as seen in 2003's The Cooler. Oh, man. William I... H. Macy. Wow, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, so the bad luck here is that not only is Bernie just just a loser in his own life. Yeah. But he it's is a typical so, William H. Macy role. I know, poor Will. But he is so ill-fated that he can suck the luck right out of a room, which is why Alec Baldwin is the casino owner in this film, and he is so keen on having him around because he uses his innate ability to bring misfortune um, you know, in those around him, and then he jinxes all of the gamblers into losing. Oh, okay, and, that makes and, sense. And being called a cooler is like a real thing that people, you know, in casinos, if you're having having a run and someone walks up and you start losing, you know, they're oh, the cooler. I'm not a gambler, so I didn't know that was like an actual, oh, actual yeah. term. Yeah, the cooler is a real term. So, again, does it all come good in the end for him? Well, Maria Bello is in that movie, and she's a babe, and she ends up falling in love with him. That's never a bad thing. And then his luck takes a rather dramatic turn for the better, which is funny because then Alec Baldwin is not having that. Oh, and I wouldn't like, think so. he's like, nope, I don't want that because it's, it starts to affect the luck of everyone around him. So... Good film. Good film. All right, let's go check that one out. Man, that's kind of forgot about that movie. Yes, it's old, but it's a good one. I really like William H. Macy. And let's see, think one day he's going to think, I'm going to come up with a scheme to get my kids into college that's totally uh, not going to backfire on me. That's really that's really bad. <laughs> okay. More, more bad luck there, but that's self-inflicted bad luck. <laughs> okay, so the next one I'm going to recommend... Uh, I'm going to go with Detective Jim Gordon. You might recognize that name. Batman. Yeah, Batman's guy. So probably the most famous Batman story out there is called The Killing Joke from 1988, written by Alan Moore. Have you read it? I have, yes. Okay, so this one basically is about where the Joker decides he's going to prove that all it takes is one bad day and even the most sane person can go insane. So in typical Joker fashion, he decides, you know what's going to be a good idea? Why don't I shoot and paralyze the daughter of the police commissioner, who just happens to be Batgirl, and take a bunch of illicit photos of her and then torture her dad for an entire day with with those photos and physically abuse him, all with the point of showing that I'm going to make him break to kind of mess with Batman's whole worldview. Jacob, this is a... This is a really dark and disturbing storyline. Oh, it's an extremely dark This wasn't a movie. Oh, it was. It It is? It was totally a movie. They made an animated version of it about two years ago from a DC... Oh, it's an animated movie. DC Animation, which, um, if you don't watch DC Animation, it's probably the best way to watch a lot of their stuff. Mm -hmm. Stories are always really cool, and they do get pretty dark and R-rated at times. Which the Killing Joke definitely does with some of the like imagery that's yeah. Going I would imagine everything you just said sounded super R-rated, and it is definitely in there too. Um, this was also actually partially the inspiration for the Joker's plotline in The Dark Knight, the uh, with uh, Heath Ledger and everything. They took this idea and expanded and changed it a little okay. bit to where he basically wants to just show Batman that he can just change the citizens of Gotham to be evil just by kind of giving them the option. So it's oh. basically an adaptation that went into that movie as well so um but it's such a good story it does make you think it doesn't even end positively it has a very dark ending where depending on how you look at it joker either wins over batman or gets murdered by him so it's all depends on your perspective right there okay Um, but definitely one to go check out if you like comics animation and really dark disturbing storylines um (laughs) speaking of kind of dark and disturbing that would be my next one 
And I'm talking about the character Evan Treborn from the movie The Butterfly Effect. Yeah, I'd say that counts as somebody who's having a pretty bad day. Holy moly. So, I mean, Evan in general, he's had a pretty rough childhood, um, but things get progressively worse in this movie when he realizes that he can travel back in time, Mm -hmm. um, which seems awesome, but he starts meddling with the past and nearly every single tweak that he makes leads to something super bad happening so much so like that you're left being like i think maybe he's just cursed in general because everything he does makes things way more terrible it does become a little laughable at a certain point exactly how bad everything goes it goes a little over the top but all in all i was always like oh this is a good movie especially like ashton kutcher who knew back then yeah he He was such a goofball that you were like oh this isn't so bad this is an interesting storyline for sure that's a really cool ending too we're not going to spoil that here but i think it has a very i am actually i am going to spoil the ending that's what i said this is a full spoiler alert also this movie is from 2004 so that makes me feel that you've had ample time yeah ample time to see it <laughs> so does He's it all into the reality where he ends up with mila kunis again <laughs> does it all come good in the end so there's actually two endings to the film okay the theatrical cut that we watch he kind of finally sorts stuff out you know yeah and Kind of just like at the cost of his longtime lady friend who's Amy Smart. So he just kind of does it that she doesn't recognize him and her not knowing him makes her life better. So he kind of makes that sacrifice. That is the movie that you see in theaters. But that was not the original ending. Because it's It's, kind of like, eh, it's all right. It's not the one on the DVD. It's much, much darker. So in that alternative ending, he actually goes back in time all the way to himself in the womb. And then he throttles himself with the umbilical cord See, now, so that he can't come out and ruin anyone. Now that, life. my friend, is an ending of a movie. That is how you wrap things up. I don't know why they didn't go with that one for the theatrical Because cut. it's so dark and disturbing. Yeah, but like that would have increased the movie's reputation tenfold. People would, let's say, like The Mist. People always talk about the end. And oh, like, yeah. We could actually. Speaking of bad days. We'll ooh. throw that in there. The Mist. The guy from The Mist. Really bad day. Really, really bad day. But I remember I saw Butterfly Effect and I saw the theatrical ending. And then years later, um, I was like at a cabin somewhere with people. And I was like, oh, they had like a stack of DVDs left over. And I was like, oh, the Butterfly Effect, that was a pretty good movie. And we watched it. And then when the ending happened, I was like, I don't remember that. You're like, whoa, what's going on? It's dark, but good film. Check it out. All right, cool. Speaking of good movies, uh, with depressing endings, I'm going to go with 1993's Falling Down in honor of Joel Schumacher, who unfortunately just passed. Michael Douglas? Michael movie? Douglas okay. and Robert Duvall. That is a good one for having a bad day. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> William Foster is sitting in traffic in the heat in Los Angeles. It's a traffic jam. He finally snaps and decides, you know what? I can I can confirm having lived in Los Angeles. That can make anybody snap. I do not doubt it. 200 degree temperature and <laughs> breathing in fumes? No, thank you. Uh, so he decides, I'm going to walk to my daughter's birthday party. Seems innocuous enough until he starts going around town and running into various little annoyances in daily life and very much overreacting to the, 
to the. He's on the edge, man. Yeah, well, he probably scratched his cornea the day before. I get it. What does he, he end up dealing with? Some gets into a fight with some gangbangers at some point. He shoots up a McDonald's, <laughs> basically <laughs> blows up a road crew with a bazooka. I believe that happens as well. Get uh, gets into a fight and kills a neo-Nazi is another thing that happens. It's a full day, one would say. Yes, full day. and it also Robert Duvall's story is it's his last day as a police officer, and of course. And who doesn't even really want to retire. And this is the kind of crap that he gets on his last We would day. say bad luck for him also. Yeah, so this movie is just bad luck all around. <laughs> and I do like that the fact that this is basically a movie where you're following the villain and you're sort of cheering them on. And then, you know, at the end of the movie, they kind of look at you and they're like, you know, this was the bad guy, right? Yeah, like, like you, you, you shouldn't have been happy about it. If him you're happy and cheering for this guy, you <laughs> should not have been. He yeah, has been a horrible up. person this entire movie. Oh, just so good. Probably the first like Michael Douglas movie that I really remember like as a kid uh, oh, okay. watching like and really enjoying. I'm like, let me check this guy's stuff out. And now it's definitely a good thing I've been watching. You Michael knew Falling Down before you knew Romancing the Stone? I did, actually. Wow. I mean, I knew Romancing the Stone, but I used to get Kurt Russell and Michael Douglas mixed up all the time. Aw, that's adorable. So I kind of assumed that Kurt Russell you was You just were picturing that amazing hair it, that it, they had in it, that period of time. It absolutely was the hair. <laughs> yeah, they had the same look, so... Uh, Nowadays, I would never make that mistake. But now, back then, it was like, yeah, I, I don't even know. So I got gotcha. you. Go check out that one, guys. Great, great movie. All right. This is maybe the leader in People with Bad Luck because I don't know if he's having a bad luck day, but I feel like it's more of a bad luck life. But that would be Milton from the Office Space movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is just Steve. Oh, my God. So, one of the best movies, right? Best movies, best characters. And like, that, that movie bombed when it came out. And I'm so glad that it, it's such a cult classic now. Like, I'm, I don't know how anyone could not love. If you've worked in an office, like you will love the movie Office Space. People still will walk around and say that uh, case of the Mondays. And oh, it gets, looks like somebody's got a case of the Monday. It, inf- <laughs> it infuriates you so much to this day every time you have to hear it. Oh, uh, so good. So Milton is a character. He's working in a poorly paid job in a dead end office. He has colleagues who don't like him or talk to him and bosses who don't respect him. Um, a lot of people are probably nodding along, but he had actually been laid off years earlier. Um, and he's only still at work because no one bothered to tell him that he was laid off and there was like a glitch in payroll. So he kept getting a check. Um, so then they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, just fit, fix the glitch. And they're like, well, so we should, t- should we tell him? Like, no, just fix yeah. the glitch so we won't get paid. And then they, like, move his office to the basement. They take his stuff. They keep messing with his stapler, it's such which a jerky, is not good. Such a jerky corporate thing that you just know would happen. It <laughs> happens all the time in situations. I mean, but, and again, spoiler alert, does it all come good in the end for Milton? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I would say so. Oh, in a big way. He makes out with some cash. He relocates to the Caribbean. He does some nefarious things in between that probably help him blow off a lot of steam. So, yes, things work out okay for Milton. But all in all, that that guy is bad luck is attached to him. Bad bad luck is basically all that he is. He's the epitome of the personification, as it were, of bad luck. When you're the only guy that doesn't get cake, come on. That so, movie is, it's really, so, what a so classic. Great. Yeah. All right. So another example of the classic bad day. Well, I'm going to go with Dante Hicks from 1994's Clerks. Pretty much oh, okay. the slacker Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I have not seen Clerks in 100 years. Clerks, <laughs> still pretty good. Still holds up. Okay. The rest, the rest of the Kevin Smith movies, not so much. I'm looking at you chasing Amy. But Clerks still holds up pretty good. Um, 
So basically, it's a story of a guy who gets called into work early in the morning and has basically the worst day of his life while stuck <laughs> at work and lamenting the fact that he's not even supposed to be here today. Wah, wah. So gets into fight with his girlfriends, who he finds out is a little more promiscuous than he originally uh believed he has to deal with um, a bunch of annoying customers all day he has to go to a funeral at some point has problems with a hockey game that he's trying to run while at work he has to deal with his two uh obnoxious drug dealers hanging out outside the it's a lot place. of stuff for one day and his co-worker who works at the video store next door is also terrible at his job and basically does nothing but make his life harder as it were that is a very lengthy description of clerks it's what i do i'm That's, good at these descriptions okay i think we got that there so bad day for him <laughs> um and i guess if i'm gonna throw out some quick ones here um because of course we're running short yes. on time as always uh dread and the raid they're basically the same movie just one was made in indonesia and one was made here these are I, such jacob movies i always sell but i always sell dread and if you haven't seen the raid if you want to see like the best action movie, the raid is actually great dread yeah. i did not enjoy as much as you do yeah, you, you like kicks more than you like guns i think and that's basically the big difference that's actually a good call uh, um that one and check out all the movies in the purge series including the tv show that's literally a movie where the entire country is having <laughs> a bad day. Well, it's not bad for everybody. Well, Some people are having a real blast. Yeah, they're having a good time. I guess it's not bad, but, you know, in the macro sense, nobody is having a good time. That makes that. sense. Um, um, yeah, so check those ones out. I'm going to go with a real-life person who is in a movie having a bad day. That would be Eduardo Severin. Um, that's from The Social Network. Oh, yeah. I would say that guy's having a real bad day. Right. So his bad luck is largely engineered by the involvement of Sean Parker um, in the Facebook world here, who turns Mark Zuckerberg against his former buddy, Eduardo, who helped him start Facebook. And actually, he persuades Zuckerberg to cut Eduardo just out of Facebook like he wasn't there like flying around the country trying to get sponsors and do work and do all of these things. Well, you um, mean Mark Zuckerberg did something evil and amoral? I that, mean, it's what really are terrible, you talking but about? it's bad for Eduardo because he probably should have double-checked the like small print in the contract and stuff that he signed because it said that he was, you know, he is pretty much getting screwed. But, you know, you can't really blame him because he trusted his friend. They were like, we built this together. Why did I think that you would end up doing this? So that scene in the movie is really, it's really pretty terrible. Oh, absolutely. It's you're like, like you're just wow, gonna... he just got, but does it all come good in the end? Yes, Severin ended up receiving a huge payout. I can't even imagine how much money he got from that deal. No, We're and talking his... hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, everybody. and his name has been restored to the Facebook masthead. Um, they are never to be friends again, but I think that at this point, Eduardo has many, many good days ahead of him. I, I would say so, And yes. he's not hated like Mark Zuckerberg for being a terrible person. So he yeah. got the money and he got out, and that was probably a better way to do it. Yeah, he's not going to end up in jail in like three or four years when they find out he's doing horrible thing, allegedly I stock hope, I hope that's wise. true. Um, I'm going to go with that character Max from Collateral, the Jamie Foxx character. <laughs> yeah, I would say you're definitely having a, a bad day. With... Yeah, so in that movie, he's just like a little help, hapless cabbie, like boop, 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 doo, driving around picking people up, and he just happens to pick up the wrong fare, which is in the form of Tom Cruise's Kill Happy Hitman. Yeah, when you ever see Tom Cruise with gray hair, you're like, uh-oh, this isn't good. He looks good in that movie. He does look good with gray hair. Um, yeah, so... 
it's just that's just a bad day like that guy could have knocked off yeah. work a little early and enjoyed his life but instead he has to pick up a hitman and watch as he goes around killing people yeah you know it's never good when you're picking up hitmen and taking them on jobs it usually doesn't end up well for you and it ends up you know it comes good in the end a little bit for little max bit, but he kind of manages to to help one of the targets that the tom cruise character is after i don't know if that guy would feel like it was worth it to have experienced that day no but maybe it's almost certainly not it's almost certainly not you're saving the life of somebody you don't know for the with the cost of you know ruining the rest of your life with memories i would say it's not worth it and then a character that i thought of that we never think of would be tommy williams from the shawshank redemption maybe not even someone you can think of right off the bat because it seems like everybody has bad luck in that film because they're in shawshank Mm -hmm. but tommy is the young guy who comes in and he knows that Andy Dufresne is actually innocent of the crime because he shared a jail cell with the guy who admitted to the real murder. So Tommy is such a great guy and all, you know, he wants to help. So he goes to tell the warden like, hey, I actually can be a witness to this. I know that he didn't do it. Like smiling, innocent mm-hmm. little boy. And uh, it, it doesn't go well it does not for him. Well. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone has seen Shawshank from 1994. So, but the the warden definitely doesn't want uh, Tommy to get the word out, so that everybody's going to find out that the warden is a crook. It's just you're already in jail. It's extra bum luck that you try to do a good thing and it ends up really <laughs> yeah. badly for you. You want to know a fun fact about that character? Do oh. you know who was originally cast as Tommy? I don't. Brad Pitt. Is that right? Brad Pitt was signed on to play that role, and then Thelma and Louise came out, and everybody was like, "Who is this dude?" And wow! He was like he's, and he was like, "You know what? I'm too big for this role. Now I'm going to go do some of my own movies." That's smart. And dropped out, and it all ended up working out. Yeah, because who's who's that Tommy actor now? I don't even know who it was. He, he's literally a nobody. But I would have wow. really liked to have seen uh, to- Brad Pitt in that role. I think he would have been really good. Maybe a little early, because I don't know if he was a good actor back then. But he definitely would have been interesting. He's good to look been at. A, yeah, well, you would have, that's true. You ain't, you ain't lying there. All right, and the most unlucky thing of all is we are out of time. Oh, Jacob, constant. do you want to plug us up? Remember, everybody, everything that you hear on All Booked Up is going to be available at one of our 37 branches all throughout Erie County. Just stop on by, let us know what you're looking for. We'll get it to you if that library doesn't have it. You can also visit our website at www.buffalolib.org. Make all your requests there. Do some e-booking. Get your audio books on. You can do all that stuff there. I would also just like to add quickly that please do not forget that the library was closed for three months and we were still ordering. Mm -hmm. So all of that stuff has come in, all of these new books that you're looking for, but we have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of boxes that we are unpacking and processing. So we just ask, please be patient with us. We are getting you your books as quickly as possible. We all want the Hunger Games book people, but they have to get it out of thing and get it all locked. I know. In, I'm so unpacking Stephen King. I see it. I'm getting it to it's you. It's going to be there. <laughs> um, but also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at All Booked Up Pod, where you can interact with me and Michelle on a daily basis and see all the shenanigans we're getting into. <laughs> yeah, that's us. So I was trying to look up stuff that was bad luck in other countries. I, I had to limit this. There were so many, and they're all so amazing. So did you know, putting your clothes on inside out in Russia invites a beating like people can beat you if you're wearing your clothes inside out so if this does happen to you if you're in russia you went outside your shirt's inside out all hope isn't lost you have to put your clothes on the right way immediately and have a friend symbolically hit you 
which will minimize the potential threat. Russia, man. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to say? Like, come on, guys. It's a little I mean, it's just bad luck. It's just a thing that happens. It's not that they're beating you up because your shirt's inside out. It's just that's what happens when you've cursed yourself. So uh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> okay, mixing beers in the Czech Republic is bad luck. So if you're vi- visiting Chechnya, the world's number one per capita beer-consuming country, okay. in case you didn't know that, Way to go, do Czech Republic. not pour a beer into a glass that has had a beer of a different kind in it. Bad luck will will surely follow okay, you well, if that, you do that. That seems like more like the bartender's job, but you know, hopefully they keep you, up in their. You better glasses. watch it. If you're in South Korea, please remember it is bad luck to shake your legs. Uh, um, uh, why? If you shake your legs, um, wealth and good fortune and luck will fall out of them. Oh, uh, right. Oh yeah. So, so, so don't do like that. You've got a leprechaun chasing you or something. <laughs> In Italy, if bread is placed upside down, it's bad luck. Um, so if you lay bread upside down, like on a table or in a basket, it's very bad because the bread represents the body of Christ. And it needs to be treated with respect. So if you don't respect your bread in Italy, is not going to respect I'm gonna you. I'm going to go around with like a big thing of like Wonder Bread and just throw sliced bread and be like, is it upside down or not, Italy? And they'll <laughs> be like, oh, Americans. In Sweden, it's considered bad luck to put keys on a table. <laughs> no keys on a table because in the old day, prostitutes would put keys on tables in public areas to attract clients. So to avoid the risk of misunderstanding, a superstition rose up to prevent people from doing it accidentally, and the superstition has stuck. No keys on a table. I'm, sure, I sure, seriously, sweet. I love all of this. Also, after starting a journey in parts of Eastern Europe and Central Asia, it is bad luck to return home for something you have forgotten. If uh, you right. absolutely must return home, if you are like, oh no, I forgot my sunglasses, you can go home. You have to look in a mirror and smile before setting off again. Okay. <laughs> I mean- and, and last one, because that's so many. This is my favorite one. In Serbia, complimenting a baby will bring the baby bad luck. Instead, <laughs> you need to say, it's very important that you say that a newborn is ugly. <laughs> look at this ugly baby. And then people are like, thank you. Thank that, you very much. That one I like. See, that sounds like a lot of fun. You're like, me. that one's no problem. Get All out right. of here, you ugly baby. <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a just lucky rest of the week, and we will catch you next time. Bye.